So, welcome. Thank you. Mr. Daniel Wilson is with us. Uh, everybody here is got the honor. Not only is this a podcast, but it's the broadcast, and you're going to find out what that means here in a minute. But thanks for being here, man. My pleasure. Uh, I'm looking forward to this, and hopefully, this doesn't get us cast from polite society. No, that's not going to happen. But I will say, in the uh, famous quote of Ernest Hemingway, it said, "The first draft of anything." is shit so let's just get it over with crank it up and get after it so um yeah man i'm excited got we got a podcast cheers bro cheers cheers look forward to this looking forward to seeing where this conversation takes us yeah so you know we've been talking about it for a while something i've wanted to do for a while but um dude we're gonna talk about everything we're gonna talk about music we're gonna talk about movies hunting fitness working out uh, guitars, UFC, jiu-jitsu. What, what are we going to talk We're going to talk about everything. A- literally everything. We'll have guests on that talk about psychology. We'll have people that are lawyers. We'll have people that are specialists in micro-dosing uh, you know, mushrooms and all kinds of stuff. There is no rules on broadcast except for the fact that we're probably not going to be talking about politics much. So uh, hopefully if y'all are looking for politics... You can unsubscribe. We're not doing that here. But uh, yeah, so um, it has literally been a long time we've been waiting to do this. So now here we are. Dan, my boy here, I've known him for what? How long have we known each other? Uh, since 2002. So we're up we're about yeah. 19 years now. Yeesh. I know, right? Ugh. I was barely 19 when we met, so not too Dude. Little, but yeah, not yeah, 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 yeah. It's been a while, bro. It's been a while. And uh, so tell everybody, what do you do for a living? Uh, I work for a medical device company, the largest medical device company in the world. So I spend the majority of my time training nurses, surgeons, um, on how to use medical devices properly mm-hmm. in the OR for many, many types of procedures. Yeah. So um, I've got a great deal of medical knowledge and background and studying medicine and, and papers and things of that nature, but uh, real quick, not a doctor. <laughs> Definitely not a doctor. You know a lot of shit, but you're not a doctor. And uh, what do you think, man? Tell me what you think. What what should broadcast be to you? Um, I think it should be exactly what you said, man. I think we should get on here with our buddies and talk about the normal shit that we always talk about, yeah. to be really honest, to be blunt, a little, little vulgar, but uh, yeah. To talk about stuff we always talk about, the things that make us laugh, the things that irritate us, Mm -hmm. uh, especially with one another. But it's better Mm. that we always get it out and talk about it, and uh, we always seem to come to common ground. Yeah, and and that's the other thing. Like, dude, even nowadays, I mean, I think it's also going to be a good opportunity to sort of force people to be more social, like face-to-face. Absolutely. You can't talk to people over text, man. 140 characters, 220 characters, if you're, if you're on Twitter or if you're on Facebook or even on the phone, you know, FaceTime, Zoom, neat. I'm over that. You know, let's start, you know, it's it's something that I think will force us to be more social and interact personally. That's how you're supposed to have a conversation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just keep up with people and also meet a lot of people. Like, man, I got a lot of people I want to have on here that either I've never met or maybe you know or I know. But I want this to be a place where anyone can come, man, woman, 
whatever, probably not children because we're not going to be, uh, uh, what's the word, PG-13. But um, at the same time, I want it to be something where y'all can come, just listen to a couple of dudes, talk, you know, a couple of bros hanging out. Like if you were on a bar stool, come on in. We'll have a couple of drinks. We'll talk. We'll shoot the shit. And uh, it's the place you go when you want a bro. That's I, the broadcast. I completely agree. I think it's something that's starting to slip from society. Totally. People having actual conversations and being able to understand and listen to yeah. other people's point of views yeah. and being able to for say, sure I'm okay with your point of view and we can disagree and that's fine I, I don't have a problem with disagreeing I can see your point of view you see mine uh, unfortunately you know one of the biggest cancers in society right now might be cancel culture just because they oh, don't dude. like someone's point of view yeah they want to get rid of them it's a very dangerous precedent to set and follow yep and that's that goes for everybody, you know, on both sides, in any way you look at it. Anyone could be canceled these days, and that's just a bunch of bullshit. And, you know, the other thing I also hope this can do is, dude, I know there's tons of podcasts out there. I'm a Joe Rogan bromance dude. I love them. And shout out to you, Joe. I know you're going to be watching soon. It's all good. And, uh, you know, I want I want this to just be fun, just someplace you go and just listen to things that you may not be hearing on a normal basis and maybe you're missing it dude like i can talk shit to you on text all i want <laughs> right yeah but it takes more of a man to say it to someone's face but also i what if i say something on text and i'm really not being a dick but you read it like a dick oh yeah we've had some good text fights yeah dude <laughs> it's like if i if i say something like you know why didn't you do that you know if i say it you know you can see the inflection of my voice. You can see my, you know, if I'm like, why did you do that? Like that. Or if I'm like, why the fuck didn't you do that? I mean, yeah, for on sure. text, you can't, you can't figure that out. Oh yeah. No, I've stood on the other end uh, reading your text going, who the fuck was in my But there's a test for that. There's a test for that. How you actually meant it. I pick up the phone and I call you. If you don't answer, I'm like, yeah, that motherfucker meant it that way. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's true. And that's another thing, dude, we're going to get into on this podcast a lot. And that's uh, fantasy football, man. Um, the champ is here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're going to get to that. But I will say this. Uh, for any of you out there that are fantasy football fans, you are in for a treat. You can go to your all the CBS and Yahoo and ESPN and all that. That's, that's neat. But we know from experience, and I know those dudes make a whole lot of league championships, but between... Us on this right here, this panel, we have almost, almost, maybe ten titles total. Yeah, and and we don't fuck around, you know. I mean, the the competition goes up and down, but most for the most part, it's all the same. Well, generally, we have a hard time keeping people a full league because those on the bottom can't ever get to the top and they're like dude I, I quit I yeah quit. and we bring in new blood and yeah. then we chew them up and yeah. them out. And it's fun <laughs> especially when they think they're actually going to come in and be something and then we're like no it's not going to happen yeah. but anyway no between the two dude all I know is five times how many you got I got two you got two I've got two in this that league. would be less in this league I have it's two a, but that would be less that is less that and is less. you've never gone three in a row you've never done the truth the, the, the trifecta like me no I haven't but it's coming is it no yeah, it's coming next year you think <laughs> you dude told, you lost your boy CMC it's over you you're told, not gonna win with Cook bro you already you're told not. me I wouldn't get it this year I did because I really should have had it and I, I took it this year much easier than last year 
Last year was close. It was, but uh, again, you never ever read into what you draft or even who you have week eight, man. It's going to be different by the time you get to the title. You, I won, dude. Who did I? Who did I beat Bobby with? Who did I beat him with? Uh, Doug Baldwin, <laughs> Elijah <laughs> McGuire. What? I had Aaron Jones out. Joe Mixon out. Derrick Henry out. Yeah, I would say you won the majority of your titles not with the team that you drafted, with the team that you picked up on the waiver wire. And waiver wire is where it's at. So we're going to have all kinds of segments on that, and we will talk mad trash. But the point is, this is another thing we're going to talk about. So if you ever ask, well, what's broadcast even about? It's, It's about anything and everything and anyone. It doesn't matter. But we will have episodes that do have themes. But... Uh, I'm just telling you right now that it's going to be one of those things where it could go anywhere. So, and that's why today, good day to do it. Dude, we got UFC. Uh, those, these are going to be big fights tonight, man. Dude. A lot of championship fights. Five titles in three fights. Yeah. Total. And, I, dude, so, okay, I know you've been watching way longer than I have. Um, and, uh, you know, Dan here, he's, you know, He's active in jujitsu as well. Um, that's another thing I think we're going to be talking about a lot. You know, just combat sports, and he's even competing sometimes, aren't you? Yeah. So my next uh, competition, I believe, is April tenth, World Jiu-Jitsu League. Yeah. Yeah. So what was? Tell us quick, like what? I mean, I know um, we've talked a lot about, but what was your background? So when you started in college or in high school. I was a, I, I started wrestling, uh, Sunkist, which is a wrestling club in Arizona. Um, as a young kid, I was 12 years old, started wrestling. And at that time, some of the coaches that were there actually went on to be some of the UFC greats. Dan Severance was one of the coaches for Sunkist kids. Yeah. And of course, as a little kid watching that, you know, I was just like, oh my God, that's my coach right there, out there just hammering away on people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then from there, I went into high school and wrestled. Um, I was... Uh, state champion in high school one year um, and then after that I actually because of the university I went to I left wrestling behind when right. I played a different sport there yeah yeah but um, years and years have gone by and I've grown up started a family and uh, my son was looking for different sports to get into and he started off in gymnastics was an excellent gymnast uh, built a lot of strength but he was constantly attacking me in the house. He's like, come on, let's wrestle. Come on, let's fight. Like I do? Yeah. Like I do? He'd jump on me and punch me. And I was like, okay, we're going we're gonna to point this in the right direction. Yeah. So I took him to a local gym, and it just so happens that this local gym, where I train now, Vici Combat Sports, mm-hmm. uh, the head coach there, his name's Joe Forsman, great guy, fantastic coach, fantastic club, put my son in. Uh, this guy's wrestler's dominate the high school scene right now here and they go on to universities and dominate he teaches the right type of program Uh, he teaches these kids the right way to wrestle Um, it's all about technique and perseverance and there are many many kids that come into this gym who could simply win by overpowering kids he won't allow it to happen he will teach them technique because in the end when you compete at a high level you're going to be matched physically technique wins and, so, yeah, go ahead. And so, you know, at the end of that class, at, you know, William would finish up wrestling and be leaving. I see guys looking more like me and Joe, the coach Joe, my age, come in and they were doing uh, jujitsu. It turns out that, you know, Joe uh, went to West Point Academy, was a national champion at West Point. Um, he went on into the military, served, um, and after the military, uh, 
his day job's engineer, but he's got this wrestling program, and he decided he wanted to continue to fight. Yeah. So he took up jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And he trains under a gentleman named uh, Pablo Silva, oh, who's yeah. a multi-time uh, world champion. Yeah. And Joe went on to uh, win the Pan America Games in jiu-jitsu and began. Did he ever compete over in uh, in Dubai or Abu Dhabi? Those uh, he has not. Tournaments? He has not competed in the ADCC yet. Okay. But he does have plans to do so. Yeah. Um, and he just basically started a jiu-jitsu class for the dads yeah. of of his wrestling students. And uh, it just so turns out that all these dads are, for the most part, ex-college athletes as well. Yeah. Just like me. Yeah. And so uh, we roll hard, man. We go six days a week there. And then on the weekends, if we have time, we go up and we train with Pablo some more. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've been competing around town mm -hmm. here in Houston. It's a pretty big market for jiu-jitsu. And uh, we've been very successful. A yeah. lot of gold medals. We smashed a lot of the competition. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. I didn't think at 44 years old, though, I'd be training six days a week, plus holding down a full-time <laughs> job and a career, but yeah. uh, I'm in as good a shape now as I've ever been in my life, yeah. so yeah. as a matter of fact, I can tell you, if I had to train as hard in college to play baseball as I train now, I would have probably said, fuck it, I'm going to drink a beer. You know what, man? That brings up a good point, dude. I, I, I talk about this a lot with uh, you know some people, you know, for whatever it's worth, dude, I I, I understand. I mean, no, not with jujitsu yet. It is something I want to try to start getting into. I'll suck you in eventually, bro. Dude, gonna, look, I went to roll. I went to one class at Gracie Barra, and I loved it. Yeah. But then everything shut down, and then it was this, and then it right. was that, and then I'm like, okay, now you know, life just catches up with you, and that it just is what it is. But if I worked that hard in high school, who knows? You know, I'd have been a whole lot better, dude. That's all I'm saying. I fucked off. I, I did. Yeah, me I mean, I did. I, I, it's just, uh, I was more concerned about, you know, what, what were we all doing? They called me the social chair in high school. I mean, <laughs> they did. And well, that's, you still are the social I chair. I know. I know. But my priorities weren't there. I didn't have discipline. I didn't have um, work ethic or any of that shit. Because yeah. now I have to be uncomfortable every single day or I'm a fucking dick. Like I, yeah. my, my mood is terrible. I'm not, so the way I see it is if you work hard at yourself and you better yourself there, you're a better husband, you're a better dad, you're a better friend, you're a better person. So I'm all about balance, you know, making sure, you know, your body's right, your job's right, your career, what you're doing there, your family. If, that, if, all, if there's one piece of that, that isn't where it needs to be. If you have a solid grounding of fitness and what you like to do and you're in where you feel you should be there, it'll compensate. You'll be able to be dealing with adversity much better that way than if you're just some dude that doesn't ever do shit, never challenges yourself. You just sit around, you go through the motions. You've never made yourself really uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, oh, I might go run a few miles. Neat. No. Yeah. Go make yourself uncomfortable. Like you said. Go into a place where this dude's either going to try and tear off my knee or he's going to choke me out. Yeah. And even though it's rolling, it's a different uh, element of, um, I don't know, anxiety, right? Because even though you may not be in a live competition, when you roll, it can happen. Anything can happen. You can snap at any time. But I just want you to understand that as much as you've been training and your wrestling background and all that shit put together, it isn't going to change the fact that anytime you come up against me, you're going to have two options, bro. You know what they are? Let's hear it. You can either tap or you can snap. 
<laughs> or do we want to talk about all the times? Do we want to talk about all the times in the past with drunkenness? When see, I kind of look at Dan. He's like my breed. I, I did. But that this is a good opportunity. So I have a. Uh, I'm very lucky uh, that I have a sister, big sister, who actually, without whom this would not be possible. And she's T. We're calling her T. She's uh, she's the brains behind all of this. We just get on and we start talking. But yeah. uh, we're having our normal conversations. That yeah, we do pretty, pretty much for hours in the middle of the day. Pr- pr- pretty much. Yeah. And uh, no, but you know, I, but I never had a big brother. So I think a lot of times, uh, you know, I'm I used to jump on her and drive her insane. <laughs> taught you everything. She did. She taught me a lot. She taught me a lot. Oh, yeah, ride a skateboard, how she to ride did. a bicycle, how she to did. Throw a football. She did, but there comes a point where when I get a certain age and size and all that, I can't. I mean, she'll tell you right now, oh, I'll kick your ass. I mean, she probably, you know, it's <laughs> no easy win, but there's a point where you got to, if you're not male, it's a little different. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Um, so, yeah, all the time, dude, when we get drunk or we're getting stupid, back in the day at least. Dude, I put your arm out, bro. I put you in surgery. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you broke my arm. And I'm not. And I haven't even started training. So what do you think that means? Well, let's let's remind everyone how you broke my arm. I I shoulder pressed you over my head and threw you over a couch, at which you held on to my wrist and pulled me over that couch with you. What does that tell you? It snapped the shit out of my arm. Yeah. But that taught you a lesson. I don't ever. I didn't hear no bell. I didn't. I didn't I, you don't. I, I don't give up, bro. I go down like a wounded soldier. I don't yeah. care. I spent the next forty-five minutes drinking very heavily. Yeah. We had there's there's nowhere to go. I was like, yeah. oh my god, this hurts. <laughs> well, I remember you said, dude, something doesn't feel right in my shoulder. Like I, I don't know, man. Maybe I, I'm like, did I hurt you? And you're like, nah, I don't think you did, but something's not right. Yeah. And I remember I didn't even know what UFC was at that point, you know. And I remember we were watching UFC, yeah. that, but that was back when nobody really. And you know, I never had that repaired. Forgot totally about it once the pain subsided was working out and damaged uh, my rotator cuff a yeah. little bit uh, yeah. on the bench press. Went in, had an x-ray, and the doctor looks at me and goes, you broke your shoulder. I was like, what? No, hey, no, 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 no. Let's be clear for everybody. I broke your yeah, shoulder. Yeah, you broke my shoulder. Thank you. He goes, but it was a while ago. It's fully healed sideways, but it's healed. He goes, you can't feel that? I'm like, no, I don't feel anything. Yeah. And he's like, then we'll just leave it. <laughs> they left it they never repaired it because yeah. fortunately it was my left arm not my right so yeah don't throw anything with that so. yeah but, and then you might have a hip uh, something or other coming up a hip procedure or yeah something. I uh, uh, tore my labrum in my hip just rolling in jujitsu happens not a big deal yeah that's alright I'll get that repaired after my next couple of competitions yeah when's your next one uh, in April Where's it? Where is it at? Uh, it is in Humble, Humble Civic Center, apparently, Humble, Texas. Okay. So, uh, World Jiu Jitsu League. In April, like beginning called. of April? Yeah. Um, I can look it up and tell you here in just a yeah. moment. But yeah, it's in the beginning of April, um, and I will just be competing in Gi this time, not no Gi, because. Have you done no Gi competition yet? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Because the video I saw of you, you were in a gi. Yeah, I usually don't even record the no gi. No gi is basically, it's just grappling. It's very similar to wrestling, yeah. you know, except for you can't have a tech fall and, you know, pins don't count. Listen, I like to plan. I got lists. I got to-do lists. I like to know what's happening and when things are going to be going down. I just like to be prepared. I know, man. I know. So We all know because anytime we have a plan, we hear from you. <laughs> 
no less than 20 times. Which have you coming? Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? Yeah, actually I do. You do? Okay. What is broken inside? So, I could do it in Latin, but uh, it doesn't sound cool because I don't have an accent. But, because victory loves preparation, bro. That's why. Good enough. Good enough. enough. You know, what else are you going to do? Yeah. That's just a bullshit way of saying I'm OCD. That's all. That's, <laughs> super that's the truth right there. Dude, when we, you know, we're going to have people over here later, dude. And if, if I get to a certain point, I'll just start cleaning up and cleaning up and going around. And oh my God. And then there's kids everywhere and everything's a mess and everything. Nothing's in the right place. And then I go insane. So I got to figure out how to get over that in my older age. I'm learning, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm learning. But there's a lot of things, you know. You know, we have a lot in common in that regard, but uh, you're not OCD like me. You're lucky. No, I'm not. I am. I am. I have anxiety. I deal with anxiety on the regular, but not OCD. Like, you know, when people are coming over, I clean everything up, but I expect it to go to shit. Yeah. (laughs) I expect things to get messy. I'm like, oh, whatever. When they showed up, when they walked in the door, it looked good. Yeah. What happens? Happens. Yeah, that's a good point, dude. That's a good point. Because I remember, dude, but that's so funny. Like back in the day when we were doing alcoholics, we were in the pool and we were, you know, I could care less. Yeah. No kids, first house, didn't give a shit. Don't care, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know if it has anything to do with that, but, you know, uh, anyone that knows me or even knew me back in the day or my family, they know I've been OCD since I guess I was born, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just the way I am, man. My Matchbox cars had to all be like color coded and trucks first, then cars. Then if it's a utility vehicle, it goes here. Legos, same thing. My clothes, dude. You walk into my closet, it's color coded. First, you're gonna have button downs, then collars, then you're gonna have what color collars? So all know? these things tell me you are the perfect candidate for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I know. It is all a system. I know. I'm look. Come May, when the girls aren't in so much sports shit, yeah, that's hard. Kids. And I'm not coaching. I am gonna get back in it. And I found a new gym called Active Jiu Jitsu. It's not Gracie yeah, Barra, and it's 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 not a big gym. I wanted something small because I'm better at smaller instruction. And it's owned by Sean Patrick Flannery, bro, the guy oh. from Boondog Saints. <laughs> and uh, he owns it, and he has. I guess he lives in L.A., but he also comes here, so he goes back and forth. Nice. And uh, I didn't know, but that dude's a legit black belt. Oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what's scary, man. These guys walk around who are legit black belts. You wouldn't think to look. You wouldn't. They don't look scary. That's. You know what? Let's talk about that. They don't look scary. Pablo Silva does not look scary. No, but let's talk about that shit. This Oklahoma thing. That dude at Oklahoma. That whole thing. (laughs) What? What the fuck? So. So. For the get lit up. Yeah. So some. What offensive lineman, some football uh, player? T- yeah, he was a he was a footballer, wide receiver for Oklahoma State, Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, OU, OU. Okay. Oklahoma, I don't know, one of those. What fuck those. OU? Go but TCU. Fuck anyway, me. that football player stood over that other guy by a good six seven inches, just a much bigger man, and uh, hit him. And you know the guy kind of looked at him. I'm sure most people have seen this video by now. I se- I've seen it, but I, I don't know what was the precipitation before it. I don't know what started the fight, but the football player was not letting the other guy walk away. See, the other guy asked him several times. As you should in jiu yeah, they said, teach do you, you. Do you want to do this? I don't want to do this. Like, I don't have a problem with you. And then, you know, he kept, and he, he even, you can see it in the video. He looks over at his buddy and he goes, man, are we really going to do this? Yeah. Like, he's... 
basically giving off every signal, man, I'm not trying to fight with you guy. Yeah. Get away from me. And this football player and his true football player mentality, which I understand, I played football too, uh, was by far the bigger man. And he thought he had this in the bag. He thought he was going to look macho. However, I don't understand why, because they were in the bathroom. Gross. Yes, so then like, that's, and that's, that's the last place I want to And that's when I picked it up because I saw this dude who was very unassuming dude. Wasn't small, but he, you know, whatever. And you know, a bathroom at a bar. I, I just saw him. He threw like two, three strikes. And then he jumped up on him. And then he just was wailing. He had the back mount and he was just okay. wailing on this guy. And then he went and put him in a rear naked choke. Yeah. So yeah, he took his back. Just, just destroyed this guy. Yeah. And apparently, uh, I don't know what the latest is. Oh, but he ended up in surgery. Really, the football player ended up in surgery. Okay. He got lit. But up. weren't they trying to like charge that guy with attempted murder because it's a the stranglehold is considered a something or other? I don't know. I didn't read it any farther. But that is that is bullshit because that guy was defending himself. I that's what I said. He got punched and shoved and tried to avoid the fight. Dude, look, if you if you are. In a situation where you've tried to not do it and you have nowhere to go, you've yeah. been cornered, what do you what's he supposed to do? Yeah. And so you, you're gonna apologize that he's trained in combat sports? Yeah. No. That's what and please correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know everything about this yet, but and I may never, but um, you know, rear naked choke, that's a pretty typical defensive thing to do if you can to subdue somebody, right? Yeah. And, and then let go and then that's it. He didn't choke him out. He didn't choke him out. No, he didn't, but he got him in there. But he, he basically like, held he let him, him go. with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He held him with it. He could have put him to sleep. That guy could have gone to sleep yeah. and never known what happened. Yeah. But he didn't do that to him. He basically beat him up, took his back, and held him. wailing on him. Yeah, and the guy was still trying to punch him behind him. He's just like, uh, okay. Yeah. You know, and he just moved his head to the other side and he held him. Yeah. His buddy took the other guy. I don't know if the other guy was a football player or not. It didn't really say in what mm-hmm. I read. But uh, he wrecked him. Yeah. I saw him suplex him into the wall and just go to town mm-hmm. on his head. Mm-hmm. He was unloading on him. But, you know, fuck around. Found out what happened. <laughs> well, I just know. You know what, dude? Maybe it's a good thing that back in those days when we would go to like Lizard's Pub and we'd go to like when we would go out every weekend before kids. <laughs> dude, you'd pick the, fights with big guys and be like, damn, damn. <laughs> no, man. What I would do is I'd go and talk shit, and it wouldn't bother me who the fuck it was, and you know, uh, I, you know, I'm not a fighter or anything like that. I don't, you know, but. I'd be like, hold on, are you pissed? Cool. All right, I don't get physical. I just get upset. That dude over there, he gets physical. I'll be right back. Yo, D, come here. Shit. <laughs> damn it. Like, who is it now? I'm like, that dude over there. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. But there was one dude. Oh, I still remember this guy. The guy at Lizards. What who said he would... What did he say? He said, you said <laughs> something to him, and I don't even know how this started, but you said to him... I will eat your soul. No, that's what he said to me. Oh. He told me that. And I was like, all right, well, come take a bite, bro. Oh, that's right. Okay, so I had that wrong. Yeah. But that never happened. No, no. I walked out in the street and he walked the other way. That happens a lot. It's a good choice. It's a good choice. <laughs> for both of us, really. For both of us. Was that before or after you threw up on your shoes? That was a different night. 
Oh, <laughs> oh that's right. That was uh, that was with the Irish guys at the bar. Oh my god, <laughs> that was a mistake. That's when you were taking Irish car bombs one after the other. Yeah, and then uh, what's the stuff like black licorice uzo? You, they had uzo there. Yeah, it's disgusting. And uh, I, I walked up between the the two Irish guys who who were little guys, but man, they were pounding it down. I just you know they're little, and I was down and said, "Excuse me, guys, man, get in here and grab yeah. a drink." And they looked at me and they're like, "Oh, big fucker, <laughs> you're a big fucker, yeah." yeah. And they're like, <laughs> "You want a shot, boy?" I was like, uh, "All right, man." And it was shot after shot. And I remember walking back to the table where we were sitting in the back of that bar, and I sat down. And that table started to roll. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And I uh, had to call my wife, who was sitting back at the apartment. At that time, I think she was studying for the bar exam. Yeah, I remember, because yeah. when she picked us up, she was, like, in PJs and uh, glasses. Yeah, she was chilling. She was, you know... She's like, what have you been doing? I'm like, um, I've been in this parking lot puking on my shoes for the last half an hour. <laughs> she was driving that old Forerunner, right? Yeah, we still had the Forerunner. Yeah. Just like she picked us up in that night, you got your car towed, and we tried to bust it out of impound. Uh, <laughs> yes, that, that is correct. Um we got, I got towed from, uh, what was, where were we at? Rice Village? No, dude, we went to, at the time it was called. But it wasn't Rice The Deuce. Village. I got the, towed. Oh, that's the marquee right. too. We parked that at the, the Bank of America. Deuce. The Bank okay. of America across yes, the street. Yes, dude, that's right. That's right. And then we went, and uh, how, how did that go? I was trying to, I was trying to talk to the dude in the booth. And you guys were like, hey, man, you talk to the guy in the booth. We're going to jump the fence and get your car. Yeah, that didn't work. Did not work. We got the car up to the gate. Yeah. Not sliding so on how the fuck the gate's going to open. And I'm sitting here talking <laughs> to the dude like, hey, man, I need my car. Is that I'm going to pay? And then all of a sudden, my car's sitting there running behind the fucking gates. He was not a happy man. Okay. <laughs> he was not a happy man. He's like, hey, I just had to We're lucky we didn't go to jail. Just had to beat the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just surprised that had to outrun the dog to the car. That was it. We've never been to jail. Thank God. No kidding. <laughs> Thank God. I mean, it's just we're just lucky. Would be that's a waste of time anyway. You throw us in jail for stupidity. <laughs> you guys are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Like you know, like in college, man. Like you know, in Fort Worth, we, you know. The Fort Worth cops, if you were a TCU student, you know, they were usually pretty decent to you as yeah. long as you weren't an asshole or stupid. Yeah. But I remember one guy um, whose name will not be mentioned, but uh, he uh, <laughs> he gets pulled over. He was a pledge at the time. Young guy, you know, just got to college, freshman year. He's a pledge. He's hand-bone, man. And he's, he was driving a truck and gets pulled over. And... He puts the car, so he's pulled over, cop comes, pulls him over, is talking to him inside. Another cop came, and you know sometimes a cop will come and, you know, assist on the call or whatever. Sure. And he was um, parked in front of his truck. And he was legit passing the sobriety field test at this point. And uh, he had not been taken out of the car, which I'm sure uh, I'll be corrected by people that... DUI defense, Mark Thiessen, but um, he was still in the car, right? Yeah. And so they said, okay, no problem, just step out of the car, you know, and, you know, make sure you turn the car off and whatever, and we'll finish it up, and I'm sure we'll just make sure you get home safely. This dude, he just got out of the car. He was in drive. He didn't even turn it off, and it went right into the back of the fucking cop car in front of him. Oh so, of course, he, at that point, yeah, you're screwed. You're fucked. But, you know, 
those are the kinds of things like unless you do something that stupid up there you're, you're usually okay but if you just start talking that's it they're gonna throw you in the back yeah it was the same thing in Tucson man University yeah. of Arizona so which you, you you got me on the subject of Tucson so did you hear about what happened uh, well it's not in Tucson but right next door the airspace over New Mexico which is another thing no dude had a new alien dude yes so an American airline this dude there's a recording of it you can listen to and he's at cruising altitude it was they were en route I think they were going to Ohio yeah and this American airline pilot uh, basically saw a UFO that's crazy he, he said he saw um, what's it like a, like a long cylinder like object that just shot across like way over high altitude across their flight path and I think you can you can hear it online it's like some uh, there's a recording of him asking you know do y'all have any targets up here are y'all you know doing anything because he thought it was a missile yeah that'd be, that'd be a scary thought in a passenger airplane. right like, oh, and he goes shit. no 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 there's nothing your, 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 your air is clear what the fuck was it you know no answer then you know, I was watching the Rogan podcast, uh, what was it, yesterday? He had uh, Corey, is it Corey Sanhagen? Sanho- uh, sorry, I'm getting his name wrong. The bantamweight guy? I didn't. Corey Sanhagen, he's number two ranked. I'm getting the name wrong. But anyway, he was on there. And Baker Mayfield posted on Twitter and Instagram, pretty sure me and my wife just saw a UFO, a bright light, shot down from high altitude right over Lake Travis. Baker Mayfield said that yesterday. Really? Yeah. So, well, that's, we're, we're easy for this, though. We are easy for so this. So if someone tells us they saw aliens, but really where? Fuck. I want to see this. Well, no, dude, look. I believe. It's it's one of those things that, uh, you know, I, I hope to get a, a ufologist, a ufologist, or whatever the fuck they're called. I'd love to get something like that on the cast, bro. Just somebody like Jeremy Corbell or somebody like that. Just to talk about it because, dude, it's not a matter of if we have, man. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Now, is it is it uh, is it little green men? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's a technology. Maybe it's uh, an entity we don't understand. Maybe it's some multi-dimensional thing. But there are something. Those things are moving, bro. Like yeah. Mike Freer and all those guys. Yeah. How can it be so? identical over time for so long yeah I mean when you have guys going all the way back to the 80s like Bob Lazar and he goes through all the different things he talked about and everything that he said has Mm -hmm. come to pass at one point or another and been proven to be true it's just that's crazy and then you get somebody like Commander Fraber who just recently basically tells a story of physically seeing those UFOs do what they do and they match the description of what Bob Lazar gave yep. you know 20, 30 years ago yep. to the T yeah. they're identical now people could say well Commander Fravor is just saying that because he knew what Bob Lazar saw and he wants people to believe this man is a commander of one of the most elite weapons in our military they trust him yep. with a billion dollar jet to fly it and, and protect this country he's not a lunatic they would know it they yeah. test him, they test him, they retest him, and they've even admitted. I mean, anything that can go from 60,000 feet to two. to two feet and then simply disappear and end up at their rendezvous point, which the only informa- the only place that information existed were, it was in their computers. Yeah. That thing pulled the information from their computers it, on that jet yes. and went there. 
It mirrored his movement yeah. as he was coming around. And I mean, jammed, there's clear intelligence there. Yeah. And jammed their, their tracking signals, yeah. their radar. I don't know if it's still radar. I don't know what they use anymore. It's crazy. So I've seen him. I saw him on Rogan, and then I saw Lex Friedman had a podcast with him on there, which is amazing the Lex way he did it. Badass, Lex is He's a, a genius, dude, too. Lex Friedman, MIT, shout out to him, yeah. dude. He is a badass, yeah. dude. He looks like John Wick. He's he does. Yeah, he dresses like John Wick, black belt in jiu-jitsu. But he had, Mike, he had Mike on, and they talked for like three hours in depth, like about physics and all right. this other stuff that super gives you even MIT, more right. of an idea that this has to be undeniable. Yeah. Now, I think it's just one of those things like, you know, so and then they were talking about the new code bill that the CIA has 180 days to release anything, which yeah. I'm sure they're sitting there like, yeah, that's adorable. Bro. Yeah, I'm not doing shit. But the CIA, those are guys. They don't even. They're not the ones who know that shit. There's people that are in black, you know, black ops shit that yeah. nobody knows about. Right. That are above and beyond reproach. That are not even in the government. They can say we're the ones who know. CIA don't know shit. Yeah. And or. Uh, a theory could be uh, they're always asking presidents and I'm like I don't think the they, presidents know they don't why would they we've Tempor- talked about this temporary employee you're on a need to know basis yeah. sir John F. Kennedy saw a UFO yes He's and John, didn't John Carter also uh, I don't know I, I know JFK did he swears by it yeah or swore by it swore by it, by it. <laughs> anyway yeah no and could you could you imagine could you imagine though if, if they really did fill in our presidents because we're one of the very few nations that after you're a president you simply go back to being a civilian true after the fact that's true you know you were you're not like a general or you're not you're none of these things i could just see george w george w came <laughs> that dude's one miller light away from telling you how alien pussy tastes <laughs> <laughs> Well, dude, you know, I, I just think it's a matter of time. Like, maybe, like, you know how the code was like, it's a slow roll, right? Like, if, if you told somebody everything that went down all at once, they'd freak out, right? Oh, yeah. But it's a slow process. It's the uh, the frog in a pot of boiling water. And, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Know, if you drop it into boiling water, it's going to jump, jump right, right up. But if you slowly, gradually, you put the frog in and slowly bring it up to a boil, what's it going to do? It's going to sit there and boil to death. Yep. Slowly. It's not going to jump out. So I think it's going to be something like that. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. And anytime you see some real information pop up that seems real convincing, all of a sudden you get all these stories that try to explain it away or yep. they make it sound crazy yep. or they make it sound so logical that it's basically disinformation by information however that goes well they have disinformation but, campaigns that go on all right. the time about a lot of things and that's one of them and apparently uh, Steve Greer you, you know yeah. Steve Greer the guy unacknowledged he was talking about on his shows and his movies um, the guy is awesome he was talking about how they are in the networks they used to be at least uh, directed to to launch disinformation campaigns on command anytime those stories came up. Yeah. That was the network's direction to do it. Why? Yeah. Why? If there's nothing to hide, what well, what's the problem? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean it. it th- so either look, you can say it's probably a combination. It's a combination of either it's shit that we own that we reverse engineered from shit back in the day. Yeah. And maybe more recent visitors that are more recent craft. I think it's a combination of both. And I, I do understand why they wouldn't want to let other nations know what we've seen and what we've known. Sure. But it only makes sense if we have that technology in our possession. Correct. 
if we don't have it in our possession, it's just things that we've observed. So what? Exactly. That's not much of a danger. Which kind of tells you something, right. doesn't it? Yeah. If I'm not talking, that means I've probably got something. something. Right. Because. But, but look, these things, like, I think um, the, the, the airline pilot, the American airline pilot, even made a, a, uh, he made a comment that, you know, it was smooth. There were no, there were no markings. There was no heat plume. There was no, I mean, fuselage, it was just, you know, and, and uh, you being from Arizona, dude. Shit happens there all the time. You did you say it. you saw it? What did you see? There? I walked out into my driveway. I don't remember the date, but I was young, and sitting up over the South Mountains, five lights floating in the sky. I was like, huh. so I wonder what they're doing there. They've tried. Know. They've tried. And so all the shit that I watch, I mean, I go down rabbit holes, bro. And this, they've said that that is most likely. Um, one of the flying V crafts that they have reverse engineered. Yeah. That has five lights on it. But didn't when you no, saw it, weren't they like way far? They were way far okay. apart. And I mean they're floating they were they were bright, bright. They're not like, oh, those are stars. No. They were lit up, floating in the sky. And when they took off, they were gone. They were just gone. You're like, whoa. And then they've got that whole deal where it's like maybe what they use is that gravitational uh, drive where the reason why they appear and reappear, appear, reappear on radar and to the naked eyes because they're going in and out of dimensions and shit. So they're using that to travel. Now you're talking. But point is, anytime that kind of shit pulls up and any kind of thing that happens, I mean, think about it, man. New York Times, the, the, the... uh, Pentagon, all these people have acknowledged, yes, they exist. Neat. Move on. Would they have ever said that two years ago? No. No. No way. So what's the next step? Now, Greer has a, Steve Greer has this, this you know, theory that they are going to use all the reverse engineered craft to stage an attack, even though it's us in, in these crafts, to make it to where the narrative is they are a threat. And sure. they are coordinating, and so we, as the government, has to take control and has to do this yeah. and has to do that, and you know more government control bullshit. War is a profit machine, right? What 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 bigger threat is there than something from outside of this world? Well, Reagan said it best, man. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be something yeah. if some interstellar threat came to us and all the people of Earth had to bind together and work together? I know I'm butchering that, but that's basically what he said. Yeah. Well, nothing, yeah. nothing makes this planet run smoother than a common cause. Anytime there's a common enemy, this country... I'll have, to, I'll have to disagree with you on that. Okay. We have a common enemy, according to most, which is COVID-19. And we're a bunch of fucking morons running yeah, around right now. All over the place. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're all over the place. We're fucking idiots. That's true. So, That's true. Um, you know, uh, that's a that's a different battlefront. True, what we're it's it's about. not tangible. Right, it's not a it's not a existential threat. It's not a country. It's not an army. It's an unseen enemy. But it's we have a, more more proof of aliens than we do of weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and weapons of mass destruction pointed this country in one direction. It's it, true, and it worked well for a while. And yeah, I mean, and and that's the thing. I just think sometime very very soon, man. I mean, unless they, even if they just said, you know what, fuck it, and they just parked right on the Rose Garden lawn, right in front of the White House, yeah, right? 
people would still say, oh, it's, you know, yeah, it's try, Hollywood, it's Hollywood, it's Hollywood's bullshit, it's somebody's in there, it's, re- no, no. You know, why, why, but why? Why do people not want to believe it? Mankind has a history of this. But, but why would you be a denier of it? Change is difficult for people to understand. Do you want to think? Do you want to be alone in this universe? Isn't it kind of cool to think that you're not? I know. I agree. Not to mention it's the dumbest thing, in my opinion, to think. It's not even a logical argument to say you're the only thing and the only person in this whole entire universe. Yeah. And we can go through the numbers, of which I don't know, but Elon Musk does it, and he oh, doesn't. He yeah. doesn't believe in aliens, bro. But they talk about the Goldilocks zone, and that is that is a certain zone that exists around a star in which life, as we know it, could exist as we based know upon it. gravity. That's as we know it. Mm-hmm. But why can't life exist under different circumstances that we're just unaware of? Now I know there are certain constants in physics that are observed throughout the universe, but. That doesn't mean that uh, the constants that we understand in, in chemistry and biology are always the same. There are microbes that exist in True. volcanic vents under the sea where organisms are surviving and living that would kill you and I. Dude, what, what is it? 70% of the ocean? Tracy, tra- uh, T would know this. How much of the percent of the ocean hasn't even been explored right. yet? Yeah, it's we, huge. Majority. Like 70, 80% right. or something like that ridiculous amount. And, you know... You're going to talk to me about how, oh, well, we're the first. No. no. Look, first of all, we're a solar system in a galaxy among billions and billions and billions of galaxies. Yeah. Among billions and billions of stars in yeah. each of those galaxies. So the numbers alone dictate that it has to, it, it just has to be. Yeah. Somewhere, somehow. Maybe, uh, and I've heard experts talk about how, well, maybe, and this is a scary thought, maybe we're in the middle, right? Yeah. Maybe... There are species that are so far advanced from us, but have died off. Very possible. And they're still coming this way, and there's remnants of those cultures, and now they're just interplanetary. They don't have a planet anymore. Possible. We're in the middle, and then we're ahead of another cast of species that are not evolved yet, that you know, are somewhere else in the whole spectrum. But that's still... Why does that make sense to you? Why would you want to think? I mean, how fucking conceited do you have to be to think, nope, I'm the only thing, I'm the most intelligent being on the one planet, in the one solar system, in the one galaxy, in the whole universe, that can talk and be intelligent and say and speak sentences. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I agree. I absolutely agree with that. But that has gone on amongst humans forever. I mean, there were... From the beginning of time, forever, we were a, a geocentric people. We believed that Earth was the center of the universe and yeah. everything rotated around it. Yeah. And people were actually killed, burned, murdered for saying differently. Oh, yeah. And then now we believed in forever that we were heliocentric. Everything revolved around the sun. Mm-hmm. And now we found out that's not true. We revolve around the sun, but the sun revolves in a one tiny arm the Milky Way galaxy among a much larger universe you know it's just it's it's crazy to believe that we are all alone in this huge expanse just I guess I just try and figure out why would somebody find comfort in that but there's a lot of philosophy involved in that because you have people saying well if we're not alone then why if there's so many other opportunities for life to exist where is it if it's so vast and so great, why haven't we seen Do it? Do you think that it's because uh, of the religion aspect that 
it doesn't really talk about that in all the religions and that if that is to ever be proven, you know, whether it's any uh, messianic type of uh, symbol in any religion, you know, it doesn't matter if that's the case. Does that mean that these messiahs and Jesus and all these other prophets that in all the other respective uh, religions they talk about went to all the other planets too? Or is it just he came to Earth? I mean, alone. do you think right. that that's, that's why people are like, hmm, no, that can't be true? Right. Well, if we're, I don't know. well, because in, in basically every religion here on Earth, man is created in the image of God. So we get these instances of aliens and people seeing the little gray or green men with big eyes. Well, why can't that be another creation of God? Right. Well, are they created in the image of God? Well, if you really think about it, I, I mean, isn't God whatever he wants to be? Yeah. So wouldn't you think it then he, she, I, I say he, I don't, whatever, lie, then, whatever it is. I then know. doesn't logic suggest then that something as omnipotent as God or the idea of God would have an infinite amount of, of uh, sides, images, I don't know. That All kinds of to rest on the seventh day. I don't know. He's kind of tired. I don't know. But, <laughs> you know. And then you can talk to me about. Well, no, it's the Big Bang. Okay, cool. But maybe that did happen. I don't know. I believe in the Big Bang one hundred percent. I do too. But, but I also believe that there why is. Why would that have been? How could that? How happen? did that happen? Right. Yeah. Who and what made all of those small little things be right. in such perfect harmony in science that's in anything and everything for that to happen? Yeah. Bullshit. Don't give me this. Oh, it's by happenstance. Fuck that. Yeah. That's just a ridiculous waste. In my opinion, you're right. I mean, science, I think there's going to be a crossover at some point where science and religion... Dude, why does the Vatican have an observatory? <laughs> That's a good question. That's so classified yeah, you can't go in. This is you're... not like your substandard, hey, we want to follow the stars observatory. Why? This is a high-tech, yeah. multi-million dollar, even billion dollar yeah. observatory. Why? This is that yeah because they're looking at something they know something's there exactly and think about the other thing but you talk about destroying your business for the vatican yeah dude bad for business yeah bad for business for the vatican it's coming from a catholic italian bad for business yeah a sicilian italian (laughs) but dude that's the thing like you know uh, despite what uh, people believe uh, it doesn't matter it's it's just look at facts you know I'm not saying people have to believe in extraterrestrial life or people have to believe that these things that are seeing in been seen in the sky undeniably are of an origin but what I am saying is at least keep your mind open to the possibility of such because why why wouldn't there be it just makes no sense that, that that's all I'm saying and that's why I get off on tangents and all that but dude I've talked to people that know traffic controllers and that have said, dude, there is shit that happens all the time, man, that yeah. we don't report. Oh, that's normal. That's something we see all the time. There's yeah. protocols for that. People just don't know about it. You could be on a flight from Southwest from Austin yeah. to fucking New Orleans and they might see shit and you'll never know. Yeah. Don't say anything because they're going to ask if you've been drinking. Just, you didn't see it. Yeah, you just <laughs> didn't see on. it. Yeah, move on. But I mean, I why, why the elaborate, the elaboration of all these cover-ups for so many years? Why, 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 why? It's just, it just doesn't make sense. The government doesn't believe the population at large, at least in this country, is intelligent enough and mentally stable enough to handle it. And that in lies another thing. That's a huge problem. A big problem, bro. Because then you still have 
this entity that's telling you what you can and can't handle, what you are intelligently able to either handle or not. So, but, but if it's a national security thing, okay. But at some point, you know, and then there's the whole theory of, it's not about national security. It's about, uh, the profiteering and the, and the big machine of dude, unlimited energy clean for everyone. With yeah. the technology we have, that's yeah. not good for my, well, dude. That's not I, good for a capitalist. Condition. I'd be I'd be out of a job in oil and gas, and so would my wife, and yeah. so would a lot of people that are awesome, hardworking people. But yes, but why would those companies not pivot? To that's whatever, what I'm saying. Whatever, whatever it is, like 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 now we mine lithium. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, by the way, really bad for the environment. Sure. It's and now horrible. we need to find out who is going to be able to take. The lithium, once it's been used in these batteries from these electric vehicles and everything else. Well, because and Elon's going Elon's to be mining it on the moon and on Mars, and he's going to be the one doing it, period. Uh-huh. You know, God, I wish I had some of that stock from back in the day. when Before, oh, sure. it was 700 dollars $900, $1,000 a stock. Dude, you know, um, I was reading... Have you seen the movie Silk Road yet? I haven't yet. I did read Do you know about it? Yeah. What it is? Yeah. Uh, you know, about how they use Bitcoin to do all the currency transactions yeah. for all the drugs and shit. That dude... Um, I don't follow Bitcoin, but yeah, I mean, apparently it's not even a story. It's blockchain. That's right. the real story. Right. But the amount that his Bitcoin is worth now is I think I don't know what they said, twenty, thirty billion. Yeah. And they seized it all. But where'd it go? What'd they do with it? Yeah. Who knows? Well, <laughs> and, and, see, and that's the thing, man. I mean it's uh, like to even explain Bitcoin, what gives Bitcoin its value? What makes Bitcoin secure as it is? It's, it's the blockchain that's behind it. Now, I've read a few articles on it. Uh, what's the guy's name who created the blockchain? Is it Satoshi? I think that's what I've heard. Something like that. Fact. And he probably has written the best articles on it. I, I've read them and I was like, okay, this is obviously over my head. I'm like, wow, this is deep. But, you know, the, the best way I can describe Bitcoin and the technology that runs it, blockchain, it, it would be like this. Bitcoin is kind of like Google. Blockchain is the internet. So the internet allows something like Google to have the value it has. Without the internet, Google's useless. Right. Bitcoin is worthless and useless without blockchain technology. Right. Blockchain is so secure because it creates one signature for that transaction and it exists forever. And that transaction that was created in the blockchain, which may be Bitcoin or Dogecoin or whatever it is or whatever that is that used blockchain, and it only fits in one single place in this giant puzzle that is the blockchain. Mm. And so it can't be duplicated it can't be made fraudulent right it fits only one way so once it's there it is there forever for everyone to see it's a permanent record so that's why all transactions can be done internationally and everything with that and it's instantaneous because once it's created it's permanent and it cannot be undone and so that's crazy technology so like I really, 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 really would like to find other ways to invest in the blockchain technology. I think that's probably more valuable. Dude, but blockchain, blockchain to the moon, bro. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but you got to figure out how that works. Like that's that's a deep one. I was like, I started reading about this. I was like, oh shit. 
was like, you know, Google's worth a fortune, but Google's useless without the internet. Duck, duck, go. Yeah. Right. Have you ever used that? I haven't yet. Have you ever used that? I Google everything. Do you use it like a lot? I used it for a while. And then it just got in the way. I mean, they don't give the same search results as Google does. They don't. No, they don't. But I heard that because uh, they don't, they don't. It's not suppressed, so it's more right. real. Like if there's a big hot story, uh, Google will start to suppress if they need to down the 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 line of searchability. But DuckDuckGo, what you might find Google in the first the bottom right. So half a page segments. It's at the top. What you're looking for might dictate what you use. Yeah. Like if you're looking for the best restaurant or the best, you know, vacation resort, you want to use Google. Or even if you type in something like uh, anything about COVID or the elections or yeah. any of that nonsense, like Google's gonna say, wait, what are your what are your analytics? What is what is your right. behavior? What's your an- Where do you fit into the algorithm? Then I'll give you your results. Yeah. Then, whereas apparently DuckDuckGo doesn't do that. It doesn't do any of that. It, it basically takes the words you have entered into the search engine. Yeah. So if something crazy happens, you know, that whatever powers that be want to obscure or hide, like like this flight seeing whatever they saw yeah. take place, you put that into Google, you might get 50 other things that make no sense, have nothing to do with it because they don't want you to really hear what happened. Right. But you put it into DuckDuckGo... And that's what's going to pull up, and maybe the video, and maybe the audio, or whatever is available for it. Right. Things that haven't been put under the misinformation campaign of yeah. whatever uh, you know, media powers or whoever's pushing those buttons. I don't know who pushes those buttons. It's freaky. I think it's who knows, man. I mean, we'll go down a rabbit hole, but what is it? I don't know. Is it big tech? Is it? Is I, don't it I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't big know. tech already scares the shit out of me. It scares because me. they, they that, control too much speech and they shouldn't be able to control any of it. That shit comes around, dude. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, you may not like some of the things that some people are saying, no matter who or what you are or what you believe, but if you may not, you might be winning, but that shit will come back around and right. you're going to get silenced. I really think people should have to listen. I think you I should agree. have to listen and what take a look at their point of view and then you can decide. That point of view is bullshit, and you're fucking nuts, or we, you're dangerous. But if you're not, if you've never had the opportunity to hear that point of view, because Mark Zuckerberg or whoever has decided that is just not appropriate, and it's not within their views, and we've never had the opportunity to make our own decision, that's dangerous. Dude, it's either we have freedom of speech or we don't. Right. And no, we're not getting into politics. It's just, it's just a, you know. Just my opinion. Yeah, that's just, just what it is. Issues. It's well. Right it's just. Now. It's just one of our biggest issues. Right it's huge, now. man. It's huge. You know. But I mean, even even from the bullshit that we fuck around with just to have fun, looking through Instagram, looking through YouTube, whatever. People that you and I, I know that both you and I like to watch, like Robert Frank. Shout out to Robert Frank. Yeah, dude. Dude, I like the context he puts out, but they throw him off of Instagram all the time for toxic masculinity. Well, I happen to find it fucking funny. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. So, a bunch of beta cucks out yeah. there that have a problem with that. <laughs> no, dude, fuck off. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude, we're gonna. Hey, Robert, we're coming for you, bro. <laughs> we're, we're we're definitely coming for you. And yes, we lift. <laughs> yeah, not like you do. No, but no. Uh, you know, um, no, no trembolone sandwiches, right? <laughs> you, 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 it depends how much gear you're on, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I I uh, the one thing I wanted to touch on. Uh, before we wrap it up, uh, because it is a huge 
huge fight card tonight, and I know we talked about it earlier. Oh, man. Um, just get some predictions out there. I'm really interested to see Israel Alessania's hands are lethal weapons. I've never seen a striker so accurate and so devastating yeah. with those accurate shots. He's a sniper. But he walks around at a legitimate 183 pounds. He's a middleweight fighter. He said he's coming in at 193. He's coming in light. So, so yeah, in this weight class, he is for, coming for, in uh, very light. Uh, for um, uh, he's light power. Heavy. Yeah, I mean, this is light. He, he's fighting in light heavyweight. He's, he's The weight class below that is at 185. He's the champion there. He steps in those fights at like 183. Most of these guys who fight these fights come in right in at the weight because they've had to cut yeah. to get there. Yeah. He's not cutting. No. This is his size. And he's sleeping these people in his weight class. Now he's going to step up and he's going to fight against a very, very dangerous man and block this. Who takes it? Oof. This is a man who is cutting to fight at light heavyweight blockwits. He's he's a big boy. I bet you I don't know, but I would guess he walks around at two thirty. You know, so he cuts to get to two oh five and he is a hammer. That's a hammer. Yeah, he is. But his hands and he's slick. I this is a tough call, but I'm gonna stand by technique beating power and I'm dude. gonna stand by Adesanya putting him to sleep. I, I agree, uh, dude. No one's beating Style Bender. Not anytime soon, man. The yeah. dude is, you know, uh, he just, no. And so you know what? I'm good good there. Izzy, Izzy's gonna win this fight. I don't think it's gonna go five. It's not gonna go some kind of decision. It's gonna be. I don't know if he can submit him or not, but he's probably just gonna knock him out. Well, somebody's getting knocked out. Yeah. I might be caught up in the hype on this one. I don't know. Uh, maybe but, I am too. But I want him to win just because of the story. Yeah, it's awesome. So, okay, we got that. Amanda Nunez and apologize, the Australian gal who's like six foot two. She's a giraffe, bro. She's huge. <laughs> uh, Nunez is a She's killer. hot, dude, but yeah. she's just so tall. Nunez uh, is a killer. Nunez isn't losing, period. She's um, a killer. So we can just move on from that. Uh, the other one, though, is, okay, TJ Sterling? Is that correct? I don't want to... I don't wanna, I don't wanna, I, Dude, I feel like I like know all this about UFC, and I'm. I'm yeah, we, we could we, we could have paid a little more attention to the fight before. It's Aljamain Sterling. Aljamain Sterling. Yes, thank yeah. you. And he's fighting the dude, the Russian. Peter Young. Yes. Aljamain's winning that fight. I think you're right. Just period. I'm not getting it in. Why? He just he is. Yeah. I'm looking uh, forward to the fights tonight, man. And I want Dominique Cruz to win. Yeah. Uh, because the dude he's fighting that there's a long history there. And this is a whole other subject that I, I know you're probably not up to date on yet, but uh, coming up here in a couple of weeks, Gordon Ryan is fighting uh, Andre Galvo, and that is going to be an incredible Brazilian jiu-jitsu match. These two have been going at each other left and right, and they actually got into a physical altercation yeah, last week. about that. And Gordon Ryan bitch-slapped the shit out of Galvo. <laughs> and Galvo looked like a deer in headlights, like, oh my god, what just happened? And yeah. then he even he even went like eighth grade on him and like you know stuck his chin out at him like what what yeah, you know yeah, I was like yeah holy shit <laughs> so they're now the fight has been made final they're gonna they're gonna grapple it's gonna be good this time Gordon Ryan usually beats people by leg lock of some sort I'm gonna say he chokes Gabo out he puts him to sleep nasty because I really really believe that. In general, when Gord Ryan competes, he plays to his competition's ability, yeah. which is probably Gordon's B game. Yeah. I really think he has yet to show his A game, and I think he's going to destroy him. Dude, I'll watch that. Is that. That's not UFC, right? No, it'll be Flow. I believe it'll be Flow Wrestling. 
So where do you the what? I've been a count. Give it to you. You just we'll pull yeah. it up. And we'll watch it. It's good. I need to start watching Bellator. I need to start watching uh, what's the other one? Strike One or One? Yeah, that's or other. yeah. Whatever, bro. All I know is that Dana's a beast. And so, yeah, no, Dana. He threw it down, dude. He goes, hey, yeah. I called the governor of Texas and I said I'm ready to rock and roll. I'll be there in less than two and three weeks. I'm ready to rock. I'm I'm ready. So he he went up to Dallas. He said Dallas, I want to come. Dallas said no. So he said he's coming after Houston now and he's talking to Houston. And he said, I will be the first. I was. I said I would be the first to uh, open up live sporting events once the pandemic hit. He was. He's been the pioneer of all that. Sure, NFL's done it. MLB did it, but not like UFC, bro. That's right. And I now agree. he said, and he also said, I will be the first to sell out an arena post-pandemic. So he said, if they allow me, I'm coming to Houston. I will sell out an arena. We'll get it off. Two, three weeks, I'll be there. I want to be there ASAP. So, what I'm saying is, if we get that lucky here in Houston, we're fucking going. However, even if it's within, I don't care, 200 miles, we're going. Because he can maybe, my point is, is, I don't think he's going to get that lucky in Harris County. Probably not. Just because I'll go. I'm vaccinated and I've had COVID. Well, I will be vaccinated okay. by then, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> even if I wasn't, I wouldn't give up. But the point is, is that... I'll go like he can go in like some big old pavilion in the woodlands somewhere or go to Montgomery County or, or sure. whatever. But he's like, no, Florida, Texas, I want to come and I'm going to sell out in an arena. So I hope. And then they said, what about the next UFC, bro? 261, Francis Ngannou. That'd be awesome, man. Can you imagine if Ngannou fights for the championship here? That'd be great. In two, three that. weeks? I'd love to watch Woo! That. God, that's a scary dude right there dude and Ganu and his story and everything about him he's just and I know now tell me how you say the dude's name that he's fighting uh, Miosic Miosic yeah I know he's a beast he's gonna be a goat and this that and the other but yeah. if Ngannou wins I think he will come December wouldn't he fight Jones he could fight Jones yeah and that would be a motherfucker right cause I, I'm pretty sure they're gonna give Jones his shot at that title dude of course immediately yeah of course yeah that's so and <laughs> I don't know dude I for all of John Jones' wrongs and the dumb stuff he's done that man's a killer inside the ring you know what's funny is I started getting enthusiastic in the UFC uh, after him so I've never really seen I haven't been around like when he was the man you know like I I was a I was a, I was a McGregor dude you know mm-hmm. but He's Speaking of which, you know that trilogy's on, bro. Yeah, and he's entertaining as shit. And I think he's going to beat Dustin next time. You know why? He'll figure out how to defend that calf kick. He has to, because if he doesn't, he'll never win again. Yeah. Either that or he's done. Or, or he's done. Or he's done. D- Dustin's killer, man. I, I, he's a, I love that. Dustin. He's a badass mother. He is so But I'm not going to lie. McGregor's, that's an entertaining dude. That's, that's awesome. entertaining. Yeah. But dude, he's got that whiskey money. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> have to fight, bro. Yeah. He rolled up. To Abu Dhabi's center, whatever it's called, yeah. in a ninety million dollar Lamborghini yacht. Yeah, I know. I know. It's got cash. I mean, but so it's ridiculous. The dude who owns ADCC, I don't even know his name, and I didn't realize that's where I was sitting. The last Third Coast Grappling um, event that took place, what, where Gordon Ryan was fighting against uh, Bo Nichols. Uh, we were sitting up on stage. I was sitting directly behind um, Draculino yeah, from Gracie Barra. Wow. And he was sitting with Gordon Ryan's um, girlfriend, 
the owner of um, the Abu Dhabi Fight Club, the ADCC, and his girlfriend were yeah. sitting literally right behind him, and people kept coming up saying hi. I'm like, you know, who, who is this? And I looked yeah. out, you know, at Joe, my coach, I'm like, Joe, who is this? He said, oh, dude, that's the dude who owns uh, the Abu Dhabi <laughs> Fight Club. That's, you know, dropping. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, shit. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Dude, I'm, I don't know, man. I, I just, I am just, I'm holding. And both of those thoughts. women? Oh, they had ass. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> I was of like, it's weird. It's like, you know, when you're watching them fight, it's like. It's I didn't like, say that, Gordon. I didn't say that. Hey, look, listen. <laughs> I'm just saying, when they're not, you know, braided up and mm-hmm. beat to shit, you know, these are, these women are athletes, man. Okay. I mean, these these women are beasts and they beat the fuck out of you and me yeah. and anyone else we know. I don't give a fuck. Dude, Amanda scares me. Oh, legit. I wouldn't want to fight her. She, even if she wasn't a badass. And all you guys out you just, there. All you got to say is, she's just got to wear the Brazilian trunks and I wouldn't fuck with her. Yeah. All you guys out there can laugh right now and be like, bitches. Like, you get put yeah. to, you'll get put to sleep. Like, dude, dude, she will put you to sleep. <laughs> she will strike your ass. No, you're, you're done. Done. I don't care if she's 135 pounds and yeah. you're 200. You're finished. You're, yeah. you have Good luck. Chance. Good luck. Yeah. That's right. Uh, now, so what we're going to do is uh, hopefully we're going to come back at y'all um, for the next UFC. Uh, and no, this is not a UFC show, but it's just a great Reason excuse to get, to get together. Um, you know, I'm going to have Dan on as much as possible. But uh, when he can't come in and whatever, we'll have guests on. We'll have whoever we can. Uh, yeah, man, this was fun. Yeah, it was a good I time. It was good, man. It's a good time. We got through half a bottle of whiskey too. We did. We did. It's a smaller bottle, but it was. It is. Good. It is. And uh, yeah, man, just by talking, I got so many ideas, dude. Like you know, I was talking to uh, to Evs about this. You know, we need to have we need to have segments, a podcast, just on. You know, it's coming at you, but you know, this was guitar. the first show. Yeah, this is the first show, man. I mean, we this, but this is what it's going to be. It's going to be is what it is. I mean, but. You know, moving forward, we're going to have subjects like next time, age rock. Who's better? Who did it better? Jimmy, Stevie, who did it better? Dime, Zach. Well, yeah. we kind of already know the answer to that. Yeah. Uh, you know, just, just by music, man. Movies, working out, fit. I mean, all that shit, man. Um, but we, have, we only got off on a few tangents of the shit we usually do. Dude, no. And, and this was quite tame, I think, yeah. given given how we usually, we usually are. But uh, if you ever see me and somebody else, it doesn't mean Dan's going forever. It just means, you know, Dan lives kind of far away. So he may not be able to be here for all of them. But He's right, y'all. I live down south. He lives down dirty south, dude. Dirty south. And we got, there's so many things that we're going to talk about off camera that um, that we need to talk about. But now I think it's time we, uh, we're going to fire up the grill, hit back some some, uh, some more whiskey, watch some UFC, have some friends come over. Um, but hey... Thanks for being here, man. Hey, it's what fun. a great time. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for being here. And, uh, T, thank you for making yeah. all this happen. Thanks, T. Otherwise, this would have been a wreck between him and Oh, dude, it, it would have been a massacre. <laughs> all right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>